the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We are on part three, part three, come on, of purpose, passion, and perseverance. How many already? Purpose, passion, and perseverance. People ask me, how are you still so passionate about the things of God? How, you so, how are you still so passionate about serving in the house of God? You want to know how I'm so passionate about it? It's because I keep my mind and I keep my thoughts focused on Jesus, focused on others, focused on living this life with maximum development in every area, right? So I'm just so excited for all of us today. Y'all ready? Let's go. Passion creates fire. How many ready to say, this girl is on fire. How many already set your life on fire, right? On fire for Jesus, on fire for life. We're just excited. We're passionate. As we're ending this year, right, we're going to end this year strong. We're going to end this year passionate about victory. End this year passionate about success. How many are ready to have some success? How many are ready to have some victory in your life? Conquering some things in your life. Let's go. Let's end the year strong. Passion creates fire. It provides fuel for the soul. Right? It's why some people wake up to an alarm and some people wake up to a calling. Let's go. God's got a calling on every single one of our lives. Wake up to yours. Wake up to yours. What is God calling you to do? Ask God. We just think for this big picture, this big, God, what do you have for me to do today? I want to wake up to your calling for my life, to your plans and your purposes. Who am I supposed to talk to? Who am I supposed to minister to, right? Who am I? Use me, right? And every day, passion provides energy within you. It turns your have-tos into want-tos. Come on. I don't have to serve God. I want to. I want to, right? And I am passionate about the things of God. I don't have to serve others. I want to, and I'm passionate about their success. Come on, I don't have to. I don't have to take responsibility for my purpose in life. You don't have to take responsibility for your purpose in life. I want to. How many of y'all want to take responsibility for your purpose and fulfill your destiny? Do you know how many people don't? Why? Because they don't want to take responsibility. They don't. They don't want to take responsibility. It's our job to take responsibility. And we got to get excited. We got to get excited about life, right? Loving God, loving people, and loving life. Hebrews 6.11. But we long to see you passionately advance until the end. How many are ready to passionately advance? Not coast, right? Not just, just get by. No, let's passionately advance in every area of our life. How many of y'all need to passionately advance in your finances? You need to passionately advance in your relationships. Come on, you need to passionately advance in your self-control, in your discipline, right? Passionately advance in your relationship with your kids, in your relationship with God, in your relationship. Let's go. We desire that you passionately advance until the end. We don't give up. We never give up. We never get in. We give in. We don't, we don't give up. We get up. We get up and we know we were born for this. God called us for this time, this hour. Let's go, right? We passionately advance until the end. 
and you find your hope fulfilled. Anybody searching for hope? It's going to be fulfilled in the word. It's going to be fulfilled in Christ Jesus. So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm. We lose our passion along the way. Why? Because you're getting distracted in your thoughts. You're getting distracted in your influences. Not us, not here, not at Love Life, -uh, right? But follow the examples of those who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. Get passionate about advancing the kingdom. Come on, get passionate. Don't allow your heart to lose its passion. Don't allow your heart. Take heart, right, and find your hope fulfilled in the word of God. The word is the only thing that's never going to fail you. I'm going to fail you. People are going to fail you. Life is going to fail you. But the word of God stays the same. God is the same. He will, his word will never fail us, right? Ask yourself. We need to ask ourselves, what am I passionate about? It's so cool. I love asking people, what are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? And I love when they could just give me like just different things. I'm like, what's your talents? What are you passionate about? What's your strengths? And they're so young that they could just, they could just list them to you. You know, the older we get, like, I, I have no talents. I, I have no strengths. I have nothing. I am nothing. <laughs> no, you're not. Don't believe the lie. Don't fall for the lie of the enemy. Don't allow him to deceive you that you're alone in this, right? That you'll be nothing. You have nothing. You'll amount to nothing. No, do not fall for the lie. Let your hope be fulfilled in the word. Look, look to others that are fulfilling their purpose. And we look to the word that all those that by faith, come on, by faith Noah, by faith Abraham, by faith, let's go, angel, by faith, let's go. Put your name in there, by faith. What are you expecting? What are you believing for? And what are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? What wakes you up in the morning? Use that passion to advance the kingdom of God. Use that passion. Is it arts? Come on, we need you. Is it music? Is it media? Is it dance? We are about to have our Christmas production. We need you to bring your passion, right? Each part has a special part to play. Each person has a special part to play in the kingdom of God, in the house of God, here at Love Life. Is it drama? You got full of drama. Your life is full of drama. Bring your drama to the drama team, right? Bring all that drama. Is it administration? We could use you. Is it giving? Come on. Is it leading? Is it communicating? Is it creating? Is it cleaning? Is it building? What are you passionate about? Use that passion to advance the kingdom. Use that passion, come on, to advance the kingdom of God here at Love Life. Whatever you are passionate about, you prioritize. Is it sports? Is it football? You prioritize, right? You prior Is it makeup? Is it the house? Is it that furniture? Is it that hair color? Is it them gel set nails? Is it that whatever? Whatever you're passionate about, come on, you will find a way. You will make a way until you get your way. This is facts, right? So that's why this is why so many people are in debt. Why? Because I am passionate about, what are you passionate about? Food. What? What are you passionate about? Fashion. What are you passionate about? Furniture or filling your house or whatever it is, right? Just check your bank account. You see what you're passionate about, right? You'll see what you're passionate about. 
When you're passionate about it, you'll find a way and you'll make a way to get your way. And let's just get passionate about the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? The way God does things. The way God does things, right? And let's prioritize loving God, loving people, and loving life, caring, coaching, and connecting people to Jesus. We can care for people. We can coach them, motivate them, and we connect them to Jesus. We connect them to Jesus. God's got a plan for your life. So today, if you have not received Jesus, today's your day of salvation. Today's your day of salvation. I may not have it all together. Come on. But I can lead you to Jesus. Jesus, I can lead you to church. I can lead you to love life. I can lead you to where I'm finding some answers in the word, right? Come on. Passion creates fire. It's so exciting. This is Christmas season. And you give those kids a gift. You give your loved one a gift. And they open it. It's that same excitement for um, leading somebody to Jesus. Giving them that opportunity to receive Jesus and for their life to be changed forever. You have that ability, right? Fan the flame within you. Let's go. Paul said in 2 Timothy 1.6, That is why I remind you to fan into flame the gracious gift of God, that inner fire which is in you through the laying on of hands with the elders at your ordination. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and a sound judgment personal discipline, ability that results in a calm, well-balanced mind, and self-control. Come on, guys. What do we have to do? We got to stir up the gift. We got to fan the flame. How are you ready to fan the flame? Because back in the day, they just had um, embers. Embers, is that what it's called? And they would just fan them so that they would stay hot. And then they would fan it to start a big fire as they would add wood, right? So he's saying, stir up that gift. Fan the flame. Keep that fire alive. Set it ablaze. What? Your passion for God. Your passion for his word. Stir up the gift. Fan the flame, right? Set it ablaze for his word and his will and his ways. That's what we got to do. It's your responsibility, our responsibility, right? We are responsible for our thoughts. Who's responsible for your thoughts? God is. You are. (laughs) You're responsible for your thoughts, right? You're responsible for your emotions. You're (laughs) responsible. You make me feel like a loser. Nobody can make you feel anything. You choose to feel that way. You choose to feel that way, right? We are responsible for our emotions, for our actions, for our habits, for our behaviors, for our attitude. We're responsible for our heart. Above all else, guard your heart. Double guard your heart. We guard our heart and we garden out whatever needs to get out. We, we are responsible, right? Our thoughts become our emotions. What you're thinking about, you start feeling Because when somebody calls you stupid, and if it's a toddler, you could care less, right? But if somebody you love and you care about as an equal calls you stupid and dumb, and you're like, (laughs) but when you're three-year-old, you're like, whatever. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? That your thoughts control your emotions. Don't empower people to make you feel anything. Check your thoughts. Change your thoughts. We can change our thoughts. It is so awesome. It is so awesome. You all ready for this? This is how powerful you are. I love when Pastor Dan does this. You ready? Think of a lemon. 
You got a lemon, cut the lemon, slice the lemon. You got a lemon tree, whatever. Squeeze the lemon. Do you see that? Did your mouth already? Right? You put a little salt on that lemon. Whatever you're doing with that lemon. The first time you gave your little baby a lemon. Their face. See the lemon. Ready? Horse. Think of a horse. Have you ever ridden a horse? Have you seen the horse commercials with those big horses? Have you ever been for a parade and there's a horse? See the horse? You see the horse? Think of a dog. You ever seen a dog? Do you own a dog? Do you have a dog? Have you been chased by a dog? You've been taking the trash, the dumpster come. Ah! That dog. Remember the dog? Lemon, horse, dog. Bam. Just like that, you changed your thoughts from this to that to this to that. So that's how easy it is. Right? Just like that. And then you felt the emotion of a dog chasing you. You felt the emotion of, of when you first taste, or when you seen a baby first taste a lemon. Or just right there. Just by your thoughts. Right? Just by your thoughts. Right? Just that same way. It's so empowering to know that you can change your thoughts. And the more word that you get planted in your heart, when the situation, when troubles come, knocking at your door, you have the word to change your thoughts. When sickness is knocking at the door, you have the word of God that said, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Come on, when lack and poverty and not enough is knocking at the door, you have the word of God. You have the word of God. Let's go, right? Do you have the word or not? we got to get it planted in us so in the time of season it's right there, knowing that God's going to get us to the other side. Our thoughts become our emotions. Our emotions become our actions. Our actions become our experience. Our experience creates our environment. We're not a product of our environment. We need to change our thoughts. We're a product of our thoughts. Guard your heart. Guard your eyes. Guard your ears. Guard your mind, right? Focus. Meditate on the word. Our created environment leaves our legacy. We're called to leave a legacy for Jesus, making a difference, making an impact, right? Want to get passionate about the things of God? How many of y'all want to be passionate about the things of God? You want to be on fire? Check your thoughts. Check your thoughts. Come on. What are you thinking about? It's good to challenge yourself. Just like what am I passionate about? What am I thinking about, right? The word or the world? Are we thinking about the truth? Are we just focusing on the problem? We got to seek the truth. Stir up the gift. Fan the flame. Come on. Keep the fire alive. Keep that fire alive. Set it ablaze and encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. 1 Samuel 36. David was greatly distressed for the men spoke of stoning him because the soul of them all were bitter, bitterly grieved, each man for his sons and daughters. They had just come back from a battle, and their families were taken captive. And they're like, kill David, <laughs> right? Because you got to blame somebody. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He took the responsibility. His own family was taken captive. His own wife, his own kids. And what did he do? He went to the Lord to encourage himself and to strengthen himself in the Lord. We have a choice to make. No matter the circumstance. Look at your neighbor say, no matter the circumstance. Look at yourself. No matter the circumstance. Come on. No matter the circumstance. We have to make the choice. Will we lose heart? Will we give up? Will we walk away? Walk away from what? Walk away from our faith? Walk away from our belief in God? No, we won't. We will stand. We will stand strong. And when we've done all to do, we will keep on standing, right? We will not. We have a choice to make. Will we lose heart? Will we give up? Will we give in? Or will we take heart in the Lord?
will take courage, right? Trusting in God and his word is the only thing that will never fail you. It's the only thing. Keep on trusting. Keep on hoping. Keep on seeking, right? Keep on knocking. It's going to be open, right? Jesus said so many times in the gospels, take courage. What did he say? He said, take courage. That's an action, right? Take courage. Let's go. Matthew 9, 22. But Jesus, turning and seeing her, said, take courage, daughter. Your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. And at once the woman was completely healed. In Matthew 14, 27. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. How many of you guys know God is talking and he's saying, take courage. Doesn't matter the circumstance. Doesn't matter the situation. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the word. We take courage. Don't be afraid. Mark 6.50, the Amplified. For they all saw him and were shaken and terrified. But Jesus immediately spoke to them saying, take courage. It is I. I am. Come on, I am that I am. So Jesus is saying, I am all that you need. Stop being afraid. We take courage. We check our thoughts and we change them to line up with the word of God. We change them to line up with what God says. I don't have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and I got a sound mind, a well-disciplined mind. Come on. John 16, 33. This is Jesus. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace, mature peace, come on, and confidence in the world. You will have tribulations and trials and distress and frustrations. Anybody have frustrations? Anybody have frustration with all the traffic? Oh my Jesus, Lord, we love you. Help us. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Come on. Be confident, certain, and undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Come on. Jesus is saying, take courage. I've overcome the world. I've already conquered it all. I already conquered it all. Take courage. Stir up the gift. Stir up that gift. Come on, how many of you guys been stirring so many things lately? We've been making cookies. We've been making pancakes. Whatever you've been making, we just stir and stir and stir in that hot cocoa. You stir in that coffee. Whatever it is you're stirring, stir up the gift. Stir up the gift in you. Let's go. Come on. Fan the flame. Keep the fire alive. Set it ablaze. Set what ablaze? Your passion for God. Your passion for God. Come on, his word, his will, his ways. Check your thoughts. It's so important that you check your thoughts and you check your inner circle. Check your influences. Your inner circle, they influence you big time. You want to know why your life's off track so much? Check your inner circle. Check those closest to you. Your inner circles should be special, should be few, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15.33, do not be deceived. What does that mean? We can be deceived. Anybody, right? Don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good 
morals. It corrupts. It spoils. Come on. Like rust, slowly decaying metal. Just slowly decaying until what? It's like brittle. When you touch, when you touch um, rusty metal, it just like floats away. Just turns into flakes. Are you a flaky Christian? Being rusted away and corrupted by the world, by bad habits, I mean by bad company, right? Check your inner circle, right? Are they decaying your good morals, your good habits, your character, your integrity? Why do you go to church all the time? Why do you give? You don't need to do that. You don't need to spend so much time there. You don't, why don't you club with us? Why don't you party? Why don't you drink? Why don't, come on. You think you're better than us? Yeah. <laughs> My life's changed. No longer the same. And I'd love to give you the same opportunity, right? It's so important that we establish healthy boundaries in our relationships. Y'all ready for this? We need healthy boundaries in relationships. We have no boundaries and nobody teaches us about healthy boundaries. So we're wondering why everybody's in our inner circle when they have no business even having your phone number. But they got your DM, they got you direct line. There they are, influencing you. It's so important that we establish uh, healthy boundaries. There are three types of control in everything, in every person, in your life, in your relationships that will fall into direct control. Y'all ready for this? Direct control, indirect control, and no control at all. When you're a child and you're a baby, their parent, your parents have direct control. Where you go, what you do, what you eat, when you can, when you cannot, right? And as you get older, you become a teen, a teen and a young adult. There's indirect control where they just influence. And then when you're a full, mature, mature healthy, grown adult, there's no control. <laughs> you got your own home, pay your own bills. Talk about I'm under my own roof now, <laughs> Right? Direct control means that you can determine the outcome. Direct control means that that is your responsibility. Indirect control means that you can't determine the outcome, but you can influence the outcome. So indirect control equals influence, right? These are different relationships that we have, especially if you're a parent, if you're a young person, it's important to establish healthy boundaries. As you're getting into the workplace, as you're meeting new people, you should establish healthy boundaries with relationships. Everybody doesn't need your phone number. Everybody doesn't need to know every detail about your life. We need to teach our young people to have healthy boundaries with how they communicate and who they communicate with. Any parents? Can I get some agreement? We got people answering all kind of DMs like, who are you talking to? You know, just throwing it out there. I got old adults that I need to say, who are you talking to? I don't know. Just, you know, they just threw me a DM. Why are you answering? You should not have that kind of time on, on your hands. If you have that kind of time, I got a job for you, all right? We got weeds that need to be pulled. We got toilets that need to be clean. Come on, we got, we got all kinds of disinfecting that needs to happen in this building. You got that kind of time to answer every DM that floats in your boat, you know, whatever. Sorry, am I jumping on somebody? Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to save a generation. Right? Somebody's got to empower them. Right? No control means that you have no control over the situation, but you know what you can do? You can trust God. You can trust God. No control equals we trust God, right? This concept of healthy boundaries helps me and us in ministry. Why? 
because I wish I could make every life choice for all the young people in here. That's a lie because I cannot, right? I love people. I want to help them succeed, but I cannot make life choices for them. They have to make it for themselves. I can only empower them, right? If you desire to see a loved one saved, how many got friends, family that you want to see saved? Can you make them receive Jesus? No. I'm sorry if you thought you could because it was really quiet. (laughs) You can't. God can't make them receive Jesus. But you know what you can do? You can influence them. You can influence them with your life, right, with your story. You carry passion for them to receive Jesus, right? But you don't carry the responsibility for them to receive Jesus. That's their responsibility to choose Jesus for themselves, right? So you have direct control and you're responsible for your emotions. You have direct control. You're responsible for your choices, for your habits, for your faith. Come on, for your hope, for your love, and for your peace. When we make others responsible for our emotions, for our choices, for our habits, for our faith. Come on. we got a generation that's looking to, to social media for their faith. No, we find it in the word. We find it in the word. One way, Jesus. It's narrow. We choose Jesus, right? One way. We, when we make others responsible for our emotions, for our choices, for our habits, for our faith, for our hope, for our love, for our peace. Come on, somebody can answer that phone? Hello. We, we can't make others responsible for that, right? They are not called to be responsible. We are called to be responsible. When we do, we give them authority and power over us. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Right? God doesn't even have that kind of power. He can't make us choose him. It's this, this, we have to come to this for ourselves. Is God our source or is he just a resource? Is God our source in life or he's just a resource we go to here and there? No, God is our source. Come on, the job is a resource, this life is a resource. Google is a resource, but God is our source, right? God is our source, and others are not responsible to meet our needs. Y'all ready to make that decision? Others are not responsible to fan our flame, to stir up the gift. We are. Others are not responsible to meet our emotional needs, our choices, our habits, our beliefs, our faith. They are not responsible for our need for hope. Others are not responsible for our need for love. Others are not responsible for our need for peace. On their best day, they could never meet your need. On my best day, I could never meet your need. God, he's the one that will meet your needs, right? We were designed to have a deep and intimate relationship with God, with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we get all of our needs met by him, we don't put that pressure on others. We get all of our needs met, our love, our peace, our joy, come on, our hope, our faith from God, from the source, from the source himself, right? His God, seek God first, not others. His love is enough. Jesus is enough, right? Everyone else is just extra toppings. 
all the relationships, all the love that kids and family and friends give, it's extra. It's extra because our love cup is filled with God, with his word, with his ways. Come on, with his will. If you have healthy boundaries, then you learn healthy ways to get your needs met. You know, you get it from the word, right? You get it from your relationship with the Lord. If you have healthy boundaries, you're able to say no without fear. Healthy boundaries. Do you want to go party? No. Do you want to go drink? No. You want to go to the club? No. You have healthy boundaries. Why? Because you know the standard for your life. You know the standard. You want to go to the gym? Yeah. Right? You want to go get a coffee? Yeah. Would you want to go get tacos? Yes. But there's some boundaries, right? And you're not afraid to say no. Love equals freedom of choice. Fear equals bondage. You're not... You're not allowed to say no. That's not a healthy relationship. If there's no choice, it's not love, right? If you have healthy boundaries, you allow others to experience the consequences of their choices. Okay. Find out for yourself. How's it going? You want to party like everybody else? You want to sleep around like everybody else? You want to do what everybody else is doing? Why? Because everybody else is doing it, you know? And nothing bad's going to happen to me. You have no healthy boundaries with relationships. It's important that you learn how to say no. No. Do you want to and learn how to say yes when it's right? You want to come serve at the church? Yes. You want to help in the kids' ministry? Yes, right? There's the right time to say yes. You want a new job opportunity? Let's go. Don't be afraid. Right? Jesus, Jesus had levels of friends. He was a friend of sinners. But do you think he was influenced by them? Or do you think he influenced them? And he was passionate about it, right? He was a friend of sinners. He was a friend of Judas who would betray him. He was a friend to the 12 disciples. He was a close friend with three. Peter, James, and John. You got three close friends? You may have more than enough. (laughs) You got 25 close friends? Check your inner circle. Put some healthy boundaries, right? They're levels of relationships, and we blur the lines when we don't have healthy boundaries. You have associates in your life, people that are just passing by. You know, the clerk at the, at the grocery store, just people passing by in your life. Be friendly. Be kind. Be excited to see them. You have assignments, people God is sending, uh, uh, God is sending to us to lead them to Jesus. You got that coworker that you've been able to influence, that you've been able to talk to. There's an assignment, you know? Lead them to Jesus. Invite them to church. Invite them to the Christmas program. It's such an easy way. We've got a Christmas program coming on Sunday at 10 o'clock. You should come. It'd be a great time. You know, invite your family. Advisors, there's mentors who help guide us along the way. If you don't have a mentor in life, I would encourage you to seek one. Seek a mentor who can help you, who can help you process the journey, right? Life is a journey. Maturity is a journey. Your inner circle should be loyal, like-minded people who are close friends who can sharpen you. They can sharpen you. Proverbs 27, 
17, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Your inner circle, your closest friends should have requirements. They should share the same values and the same belief system. Loving God, loving people, and loving life is a priority, right? They live life on mission with you. You guys are headed in the same direction with Jesus being the center, the way, the truth, and the life, right? They choose love and loyalty in the relationship. It's a two-sided relationship. Every relationship should be two-sided, where you can come together, you can speak your peace, all cards on the table. What does the word say, right? There's love and loyalty. They speak the truth in love. You are not afraid to have a real conversation about conflict without manipulation or intimidation. What does God's word say about this situation? And let's resolve this conflict. Amen? God, this, is, this is, should be our inner circle. This should be our requirements. What does God's word say? And you know what? They give grace upon grace because nobody's perfect. Nobody. <laughs> we need close friends that give grace upon grace. Grace upon grace. They're always growing and pursuing God's plan and purpose for their life. And you hold each other tight, but you never hold each other back. We hold each other close, but we never hold each other back, right? Your inner circle should have some requirements. If you're wondering why your passion, is, your passion for God is gone, check your inner circle. Check your thoughts. Jesus said in John 15, 12, This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his beloved true friends. Proverbs 17, 17, a true friend is always loyal. A brother and sister is born to help in a time of need. Check your thoughts, check your inner circle, check your influences, stir up the gift, fan the flame, right? Keep the fire alive, set it ablaze, your passion for God. You're, you're getting off in direction, check your circle. Bad company corrupts. Check your thoughts. Change them, right? You have power, love, and a sound mind. The natural tendency for fires is to what? Burn out. <laughs> it's natural. You know, you have a campfire. If you don't keep adding to it, what happens? It dissolves, right? There's no more s'mores. There's no more cooking the hot dogs if there's no fire. So the natural tendency of fire is to burn out. If you want to keep your fire hot. You got to feed it. You've got to protect it. You will have fire lighters in your life. They'll encourage you. They'll encourage you with the word. They'll encourage you about what you get from the service. What did you receive? What do you have to share for me? What's on your devotion? What are you listening to? What, you know, there's those fire lighters. What are you passionate about? How can I help you succeed in that area? Or you're going to have firefighters putting out your fire. Why do you always go to church? Why are you always doing this? Why do you give? I cannot believe you give. Like, I can't believe you don't. <laughs> Connect with people that encourage you and that encourage others and that encourage themselves in the Lord. That you're not responsible for them. They're responsible to get their needs met by the Lord. You're just there to encourage them and encourage others, right? Paul said... In Philippians 1.20, no matter what, look at your name and say, no matter what. 
I will continue to hope and passionately cling to Christ so that he will be openly revealed through me before everyone's eyes. So I will not be ashamed in my life or in my death. Christ will be magnified in me. Christ will be magnified in me and Christ will be magnified in you. What are we going to do? We're going to continue to hope and passionately cling to Christ. Passionately cling to him, right? Purpose, passion, and perseverance. The greatest revelation that you will ever get in this life is the power of choice. The power of choice. We get the opportunity to choose Jesus, to choose life, to choose healing, and to choose wisely. Choose for yourself whom you're going to serve. We choose, we choose for as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord and we're going to bring our passions, our talents, our strengths to advance the kingdom. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. You know, if you're in here tonight and you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I would love to give you the opportunity to call on the name of Jesus. We believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and we will be saved. If you're online, I'd love to give you the opportunity as well. Let's say a prayer together. Everybody repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I ask you to save me, set me free. Thank you, Jesus, for this new life. And this new purpose, I receive all that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. And just like that, you enter into the family of God. Calling on the name of Jesus, you enter into the family of God. And God has a special plan and purpose for you. If you receive Jesus tonight for the first time, we would love, we have something for you. If you could please raise your hand. Our Dream Team ushers, they've got something for you. If you're online, if you could just click that I receive Jesus button and give us your address, we'd love to get you the same resource. I love you guys. I hope you guys receive something tonight. Have a great night and we will see you Sunday. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.